You're listening to the official podcast of Millwall Football Club. Please be aware this podcast may contain adult themes and bad language. Not the place for a gentle Sunday afternoon stroll. Not a place for the faint-hearted. What a goal that is! That is one of the greatest goals you will ever see at Wembley. This is a ground, a place, an atmosphere to be feared. Gregory stretching. Morris is there! Webster. Oh, he's got it through to Cummings. Can he finish? Oh, he can! Incredible! Millwall have only won it! There is a pot of gold under the Wembley arch, and it belongs to Millwall. This is Wall Talk. Welcome back, everybody, to the final episode of Lions in Scotland here on Wall Talk as the players see their final few days in Edinburgh before heading back down to Calment Road for the pre-season campaign. Yesterday, you heard from physiotherapist Paul Tanner on his insight into working in the medical team at Millwall Football Club and also giving a really good, interesting view on what it's like working with new transfers and all the ongoings behind the scenes that we don't see back home. You also heard from midfielder Billy Mitchell on his road to recovery after suffering that really, really unfortunate injury last pre-season, which kept him out of the first team for a fair few months. But then also looking back on his time and experience in the first team at the moment and how much he's enjoyed that as a Millwall fan as well, playing for Millwall Football Club. Today, you're going to be hearing from technical coach Joe Carnell, who you've probably seen a couple of times on the touchline on match days alongside Gary Rowett. He plays a really important part in the backroom staff for the first team. As well, you're going to be hearing from midfielder Ryan Nenders. So for the boys in, in Scotland for the final time, take it away here on Wall Talk. Nenny, thanks for joining us on Wall Talk. Um, there's one thing I want to clear up firstly. We spoke to, to Piercy earlier this week. Um, and obviously everyone now knows about the jobs that are allocated to, to players. Um, negative man. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about that in terms of background, why you've been allocated that role. Negative, man. So as obviously, you know, PSC gives everyone a job, blah, blah, blah. Um, my job is to keep everyone a bit more realistic when we win a game, for example. I'm very positive on the pitch, all of that, keep the lads going. After the game, if we win, do well. It's not, it's not to bring the mood down, but it's just to keep everyone level-headed. grounded. Yeah, level-headed, level-headed. Keep everyone grounded, keep everyone on the training pitch, keep everyone a little bit calmer. So I like to bring a little bit of negativity. If, For example, Jed is very, very, very positive. So if Jed says something very positive, I just say something slightly more negative to bring it, to even it out. That's how I describe it. Is it not, that? I suppose that makes you a little bit unpopular at times because people don't necessarily want to hear that. Particularly no, on people the, like it. Do they? People really enjoy We've it. We've got the weirdest bunch of football yeah, people in the really, whole really of the English it. football league. People really enjoy it. So if, Someone says something overly, give us an, yeah, give us an example. So if somebody says something overly positive, I will have Bradders likes it. Bradders yeah. really enjoys the, the negative. Give it give us give us an example of maybe when you've used last season or whenever, just that you would you'd use. So if we for example, I think we won a game last year. We beat I think it was Bristol City we won. And we hadn't won for like fifteen games. Mm-hmm. And then we got in the change and we played really well to be fair, but I think it was two 0 Yeah. We played really well, got in the change room and everyone we were obviously all buzzing like I think it was a case of I kind of said when we won I said listen lads it's the first game one in 15 let's just relax yeah. that type of thing yeah. which isn't negative it's just it's a fact back to earth back yeah. to earth isn't it yeah but a lot yeah we've got a weird group of lads to be fair mm. so I think everyone really really enjoys it but have you is there any um, I mean you can't hear everything at all times no so do you find that 
something might happen somewhere, say where we are in Scotland, some, something's happened on the train pitch, you're not yeah. there for it. And someone who was present yeah. comes to you and goes, negative man, Yeah. there was something too positive yeah. said by X player. Yes. Can you go and speak to X player and, and be negative? <laughs> I can them? do. But it's also hard because then I can get fined for if I say something positive off the pitch, I will get oh, fined. So you've got to watch yourself. As yeah, well. I've got to be careful. So if I say, for example, I reckon we can beat them Saturday, like we give it a right go. It's a fine. I could get fined for that. So sometimes <sighs> it does work in the other way. So sometimes I just don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's best for me to just to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in all, you know, in all seriousness, these are, you know, it's, it's good to laugh about. But these, um, these sorts of. Uh, Games are uh, they're good, aren't they? For yeah, for, for team bonding and stuff because it keeps you all active and it's, it's that's a good, the biggest it's a good thing. Life. It keeps everyone involved. It keeps everyone in the group more than anything. Like I mean, some of the jobs you've got are crazy, like they're ridiculous. But like you said, it keeps everyone involved. It keeps everyone on their toes a little bit. John Daddy's got the best one. You heard no, about John? Daddy's? No, I haven't. No, he hates it. He is the announcer. So as you know, John's obviously Icelandic. He doesn't overly he like he can speak English fine, but he's not like fluent. So whenever anything happens, he has to stand up in front of the whole group and go, excuse me, excuse me, shut everyone up. And John's very quiet. Yeah, he is quiet. quiet. So he, yeah, he's got it wrong quite a few times or he says the wrong English and everyone just laughs. What's he announcing? So how would it be? Like train times and stuff like that? Yeah, so for example, if we're training, if we're training half an hour later, so if one of the lads goes, by the way, lads, we're training later, Pierce will go, no, no, that's not your job, it's fine. Right. So he's he's got, got, he has to go to John. Yeah. He has to whisper to John and say, "John, we've got an announcement. Blah blah blah. We're starting training half an hour later." So then John has to then stand up in front of everyone, <laughs> shush them. Yeah, it's funny. Is it best group you've played with? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's been some good. To be fair, I've had some really good groups. Um, got promoted, like obviously South yeah. and things like that. But but in terms of that chemistry, yeah, yeah, must, yeah, definitely. Everyone just kind of bounces off each other. Like it's brilliant. You're back, obviously back involved now, um, post your injury, so you're not quite fully integrated with yeah. the, um, the squad who are doing full training, but you're, 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 pr- you're pretty much there. Um, I think it's probably fair to say that before the injury last year, probably on course for player of the year, certainly people were, were talking up in, mm. um, uh, in in that sort of regard. So um, after a frustrating few months, you must be, you must be really pleased, relieved, and delighted that um, things are looking up again for you. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it's been a very... Just an annoying couple of months. Um, obviously, I got injured, was doing well, playing every position there was. Quite enjoyed it, to be fair, it was good. Um, and then obviously did the injury. I think I had the surgery two days before the last game of the season, which was an absolute nightmare. Never been injured in the summer, ever. That was hard in itself, just coming in. Um, all the lads are off on summer. I know it's not been the best summer because we couldn't really do much, but mm. still it was obviously, couldn't spend time with the family as much. Coming in was pain in to be fair um, but yeah like you say it's nice to be nearly back now it's been a long long couple of months but yeah it'd be nice looking forward to it now just to get back involved hopefully full train next week so I'll miss the first couple of friendlies but like you say it's just I can get fit I can run I can do everything so I'm kind of doing my own personal pre-season really at the moment so but it's good it's been it's just been nice to be out there I think at this summer I've realised like just being on the bike just doing weights things like that it's been a long summer so it's just nice to be out on the pitch really just doing stuff so we spoke to PT yesterday on the um on the episode and he said about being probably one of the closest people to players in the squad mm. PT as a member of staff yeah one would you agree with that and then secondly I guess like how it's only obviously been a few months a couple mm. of months of you being injured but how hard is it to not be with the lads whilst they're training and not be integrated yeah it's funny because 
probably a lot of people don't see it, but the physio room is kind of the hub of yeah. everything. Like everyone, even if you're not injured, people go into the physio room, whether you're getting treatment, getting a strap in, icing, just yeah. saying good morning. Robot, like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people, and you have a lot of conversations in the physio room, like questions, quizzes, things like that. So yeah, to be fair, I agree with that. He is probably the closest to the lads and it's weird because you see the lads for like, well, for me, I've seen the lads for like, get, come in, get changed, do all of that, have breakfast. And then you don't see them for like two or three hours. They go out and train. They come back in. I go either outside or in the gym. So you kind of go like, you go a, a week without really seeing anyone, especially if they're traveling or doing whatever. So, But that that's hard because then, like you say, the lads, are they're all together. So that's why it's probably been nice for me to come away this week to still be involved with the lads. So, But yeah, I would agree. P, like PT is probably one of the closest members of staff with like Bloomy, things like that, fitness coaches. They... They they see a lot of the lads, but yeah, the it's weird. The physio room is, is every club I've been at. To be fair, is the yeah. hub. It is the hub of the training ground. The training ground, yeah. yeah. It's where like it's literally like the heart of the training ground. You made um, you sort of had another string to your bow. Um, another one. Another exactly. <laughs> another, that's that's the question really. Another one last year. I know you played a um, sort of right side of a of a back three before, but um, you did really you did really really well there. Just just you know an, mm. another way of proving your your versatility and and for for a manager's point of view it's exactly what you want in, in in players how did you how did you find that role in terms of your your attributes and what you're good at good i really enjoy it yeah it's a strange one because you go from playing midfield to playing attacking midfield defensive midfield right wing back whatever but it's one of my favorite positions to be fair i really really enjoy playing there it's it's different because it's a lot more it's a lot more running over a long distance and then you're doing a lot of like short sharp stuff and then you're doing long runs especially when you play a back three you're kind of attacking and getting back um but no i really enjoy it really enjoy it it's it's a, it's, it's a good fun um like you said we've got a lot of a lot of good defensive players as well so our defensive record has been good so it's been one of them that i've really enjoyed playing there and it's like you said it's just another place to play and it's it's it's, it's good what was it like um I mean, there's wherever you play, there's kind of positional discipline yeah. all, all over the pitch. Um, certainly in the in the modern day. But how did you find that, and how much I suppose did like the likes of Mazur Coops, um, Hutch Piercy help you in terms of knowing when to go, when to stay, yeah. drop deep, low block, all that, all that kind of stuff. How, how did you find that? Uh, yeah, to be, well, when I went to Sheffield United, we I kind of played there a few times, was involved there, so I kind of knew the role before I came here. And obviously, everyone knows they play that way; they've always played that way. Um, so it was one of them where I already kind of knew the position before I got here, which probably helped with the gaffer change, the formation, doing all of that. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's good to it's good to watch other people play the position, then you know what you can bring to the role. Um, the the funny thing is when the gaffer says. Midfielders go over there, defenders go over there. I'm kind of stood there like, which way do <laughs> I go? Yeah. Like, yeah, but no, it's like you say, it's good to it's good to be able to play that. I think every squad needs a few people that can do that. Obviously, we've got Evo as well. Evo can do it, does it really well. Um, so like you say, it always brings that little bit of extra. And then and to be fair, we laugh like obviously when the team sheets go on the Saturday, people see my name, they might say, "Where's he going to play at the back? Is he going to play midfield?" <laughs> yeah, so it yeah, kind of throws yeah. it up a little bit as well. So. Yeah. But no, it's like you say, it's a it's a it's a good position to play. I really enjoy playing there, and it's something that something that I think I can progress as well. Like I can get better playing there than I play there as well. So whether the gaffer plays me, or he wants to play me, it's it's a, it's an enjoyable one. We've spoken to Murray Wallace, uh, Billy Mitchell, and now yourself. But mm. within the squad, we've got such a athleticism. You're again, obviously, one that finds it. I wouldn't say easy, but you you enjoy, mm. you know, this preseason, the hard work, the hard graft. How important do you think that is within the squad? Not just obviously Muzzer and Bill and yourself, but lots of others, Evo, Coops, Hutch. 
it's gone up a level this year. It yeah. really has. This preseason, some of the runners we've got is crazy. Um, like you say, we've got a lot of a lot of very good athletes this year, and, and it helps. Like obviously, you need in every squad, like we say, you need players that can play, you need players that can run, you need players that can do both. Like, and I think we've got a really good mix this year of people that can play, move well, run, like play as well technically as well. So we've got a lot of, and like you say, it's important. You need players that can do both. You need players. I mean, the way the game is now, it's so quick. It's quick, so yeah. like. You're covering 11, 12, 13 K some players like a game. So you need players that can move around the pitch well and, and do that. And at the moment, we seem to have a lot of players that can do that, um, especially with some of the running sessions we've had. Like it's been, it's, been, it's been a joy to watch some people do it. Like, and obviously, it's nice to be in that group of, of some of the fittest. I mean, yeah. Muzzer and Billy are on their own level at the <laughs> moment. But other than that, it's, it's nice to be in the group behind them. What's the feeling about um, the new season? Obviously, going into it, we're, we're about a month or so away from the, the start. Within the group, what is what is the, the kind of emotion of feeling about what we can do? Um, do, you want, do you want me to do my job now? Do you want me yeah, to do it? <laughs> you picked up and it was I'm a not test. Get fine for this. Yeah. No, listen, we've got. I think we said it last year as well. We've got a really good squad, and the the players that the gap has brought in, he's added to it. I mean, he's brought Sav, he's brought Dan, he's brought um, Benick in. Like he's brought a few boys in. We've. We, I mean, he's only strengthened the squad at the moment. And we only said that the other day. You watch training and you think we've got 24, 20, I think it was 26 of us here travelled. And every single one of them could get in the team quite comfortably. We've yeah. got, we haven't got no players that, even the young lads that are coming, like obviously Mitch, Tyler, like people like that, they've got, we've got really, really good young lads as well. So it helps even they could push the players in the team. So, I mean, to have 24, 25 players at this stage, I've not known us to have as many players as this that could quite comfortably start. play yeah start yeah. I mean we've got 20 I think if we play 11 a side against each other you've got 22 players that could start like and you don't see many groups that have that um, so for us to do that at this level I think we've got a real chance of doing something this year whether that would be obviously pushing and pushing further than we have the last couple of years um, obviously that would be brilliant and just on a, on a final note obviously what we all there's, there's a big buzz around the country moment because of England's progress in the uh, into the finals of the Euros, but but also fans returning to to football. How mm. much is so we like to to marry about it? How much are you looking forward to to that? Because I think it's fair. Listen, COVID football, mm. it, it was it was a means to an end, wasn't it? It was it was um, fairly dramatic. Yeah, fairly <laughs> times in terms of atmosphere. But yeah. that thankfully that now looks yeah. behind us. So how much are you looking forward to to the return of supporters? Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Like you say, it's, I think it's going to be weird the first couple of games. Yeah, it will like, be. Yeah. In the same way that behind both. Yeah, that was actually the same. That was weird. It was weird having a couple of games with the fans of our, sorry, the games of our fans, and it's going to be the first couple of games. It's going to take some getting used to because you're so used to being able to hear people on the pitch now. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest thing. You can have a good atmosphere. Um, I can imagine most games are going to be going to be close to being sellouts, or you're going to have mm. a packed house. So it's going to be, it's going to give us, it's going to give you that extra push, like you're saying. It it be it be good going to away games as well as home games. Um, I think the way we are, especially we feed off the home fans, and we also feed off going to places that hate us. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be really good. Um, just it'd be nice just to get going now, really, just to get the fans back in and just to. Just to hit the ground running and really enjoy going back to the den where there's where there's fans and where it's a sellout and where they can really get behind us and it'd be interesting. You see, you see teams trying to play out of the den now and it won't happen as much this time. I tell you that because, like you say, we'll nick a few balls. The fans will be as they are on top of other teams and hostile and it. I think it will really change the den from last year. The the type of football will be completely different mm. and like you say, it can only be good for us. So it'd be, it'd be interesting.
You're listening to Wall Talk, direct from SE16. Joe, thanks for joining us on, on Wall Talk. It's a, a genuine pleasure to talk to you for the first time since, um, since you've been at the club. I know you're not one that likes um, any sort of spotlight, mm-hmm. uh, acclaim or, or notoriety, but um, it's good that we finally persuaded you to, um, to, to do it. How are you enjoying things up, in, up here in Scotland at the moment? Well, first of all, it wasn't a persuasion. It was, it was a, you, I was told yeah. that I was doing it, so... Yeah. That's how we got to this this point. Yeah. As far as Scotland, no, it's been been really good. Really enjoyed it. I think um, we came here last year and it was very good. There's been massive improvements since then as well. So no, so it's been a good camp so far. I'm looking forward to the the game tomorrow. When you look at obviously last summer and the short turnaround in you know from from one end of um, season to the the start of the next one. Actually, this is really your first proper pre-season is it with, with Gary and the rest of the staff um, so how much of a, a, an opportunity is it presented you with in terms of imparting a lot more tactical technical stuff that you weren't maybe able to do last time yeah no I think again it's it's been a been a perfect opportunity I think we had like, three weeks off close season last year and then a, a real small um, pre-season schedule into the into the season so no it's been been really good we've, we've utilized the time really well so far so you know, not just refreshing the lads that, that have been here and understand how we play and what we want to do, um, but obviously introducing the new boys into our, our philosophy and our principles. And, and again, it's it's trip feeding them to start with instead of having information overload. Um, but no, been been very good and, and they've picked it up quite quickly. So hopefully we see elements of that in the game tomorrow. But obviously we got a lot more time to, to make sure that they fully understand what, what we're asking them to do. So... Um, but as far as having a proper pre-season, I think it's it yeah lot like you said, it's been a bit up and down since we've been here with COVID. So I think focusing everything on making sure that we utilise this this time period is uh, is key. So if you can, just in a nutshell, can you give fans an overview of what your job entails? Because obviously they see you on the dugout and yeah. they'll see you doing bits and pieces or chatting to the gaffer on the touchline. Yeah. What in a roundabout way? What do you what do you do for the for the squad? Uh, so probably a bit of everything, you know. Like it's it's a real hard question to to answer. I think the gap has been asked the same, and it's hard to answer. Mm. So I get involved in a bit of everything. Um, I'm in a real unique situation that I've I've worked with with the gaffer for a long time now. Um, we understand how each other work. I understand what he looks for in games. So and again, because we live together, um, we just spend every minute talking about football, watching football watching players, watching watching games for tactical reasons. So again, I'm quite privileged to be in that in that position. So so th- and that puts me somewhere where he uh, gives me the responsibility really to help him implement his philosophy and his his playing principles uh, which we built over that probably 6 year period, always tweaking it, you know. So originally we we started with a four at Birmingham back four, and, you know, and that's that's developed into a into a back five, you know, and that that was you know, a big process whilst we was out of work after leaving Stoke, you know, like we, we put down what we wanted to do at the next club, um, studied it, watched a lot of teams that played a certain way. Um, so really, for, for my role, uh, the way that we see it is it's my responsibility to help the gaffer implement his philosophy on the players as quickly as possible and help them to understand what we're asking them to do. So whether that's sitting them down and showing them examples of how we've done it, how other clubs do it. Um, and basically through like every part of the game, really, you know, like as an individual player, um, the players within their units and obviously the players as a team. So uh, we dip into the analysis side of it, obviously with Dan and Sam, uh, who are great. Um, 
we do bits out on the training pitch as well. So we just try to feedback as instantly as possible to the players so they understand what we're asking them to do. Um, same on a match day. So like people will see me with the iPad on the bench. Um, so different players see the game differently. The gaffer can talk to one or two players and say, you know, like you're not doing this and they understand it. They get it straight away. Others need to see it visually. Uh, and that's where the iPad comes in and, and the analysis helps out as well because... You know, if we can feedback to them straight away a point that the gaffer's making during the game and they can see it themselves, it just helps them take that on board a lot quicker, you know. So um but no like I said, a big part of my role is helping to implement that 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 playing style, that philosophy, and that's not just with the first team, but obviously with Dumbits with the Academy now as well. Mm. Um and I think they're developing how they play, uh, to fit how we play at the first team. So I think that's uh and that's that's a big, big chunk of my role really. I know the gaffer spoken previously about when, obviously because you you know you, you he and uh, you don't you don't live um, down south normally not from down south you, mm-hmm. you're living there when you when you're working but you you do still need to switch off I know you said about obviously you spend so much time with him looking at clips doing different bits of analysis and stuff but there must be some downtime and if there is downtime what are you what are you doing in it to switch off from from work because it is this is a very relentless industry it's not a nine to five job it's mm-hmm. you know you're working intensive hours every single day of the week so what would you do to unwind with Gary? I, I think honestly it's like we, it's football you know I think because it's our passion as well as our profession you know like we if there's a game on telly we'll sit down and watch it like I think the gap has spoken length about us using Y Scout in the past mm. uh, watching players watching watching games you know looking at data so we probably switch off we run back to the flat every day that we can so that gives us probably an hour just to switch off a bit. But as we're running, we're still talking about football, talking about the team, talking about... That's how fit you are. You can run and talk at the same time. No, he can talk. I'll just do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then we probably get to the flat. We'll sit down. We'll watch watch bits, You know, study what we've done in the day, um, see what training is going to be like the following day. Um, you know, We're always planning and prepping for, for everything. Squeezing some food. Squeezing some food. Football. That's probably like, yeah, we probably get an hour to like eat, eat our dinner. Like We might go out and grab, grab something to eat. And then literally it's back, in, back onto football again. But I think it's because it's our passion as well as our profession. You know, it's, we, we get to switch off really when we, on our down days. You know, like we, I think we try and cram that much into, into being in London. Um, that when we go home we can try and switch off and spend some quality time with our with our families but but again it's it's never a case of we get fed up of, of football because you know like we love it and that's why we're doing it we're, we're in a privileged position even the England game you could tell that some of us were watching but you two were at the front sort of enjoying it and watching but then also a couple of times to say oh look at the way they're playing or do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. even then it's like constantly like yeah to be, to be fair like, like it's the same with ads so like mm. during the whole like Euros you know, like it might be someone's done a set play that we quite like the look of, yeah. or you know, like someone's utilised the throwing situation to 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 do something. You know, so texts are constantly going on. Like, have a look at this. Like, what do you think of this? It might be someone's in a a a coaching session on social media that looks looks different to to what we've done. So, so yeah, and you know, Dave's the same, and I think everyone's just just on it all the time because because they love it. You know, and I, and I honestly think if if you don't love what you're doing and working in football and it being quite unsociable and you spend a lot of time away from your family, I think it's very difficult to, to commit to it a lot of fully. So. How have you found Millwall? Because you've, you've worked at, um, I think it's four or five clubs before before coming here. Um, 
almost like I've done like, asking this question, but there's, there's a perception about this club, uh, you know, reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you had perhaps some of your own preconceived ideas about um, the club as well, but how have you found it coming in now? You, you know, pretty much two years into it. I think I've said to a lot of people, I think certain clubs suit certain people. Um, and certainly for myself, speaking from a, a personal point of view, it's it's been as enjoyable as I've I've had anywhere. You know, I'm not just saying it because we're here now and they're paying our wages. <laughs> you know, but literally, from the first day you, you you step into the training ground, it's yeah, it's not fantastic. You know, but within almost instantaneously, you meet the people, and like we've said from day one, like the people make the club. You know, like there's just fantastic support network beyond the scenes, whether it's the the footballing staff, the admin staff. You know, and I think we've been to certain clubs where. They might have had ev- like everything that you could possibly get in terms of, you know, software, you know, stuff out on the training pitches, like whatever. But it's it's the people that are lacking, you know. Whereas at Millwall, it's probably you know the flip side of that. We haven't got everything, you know, but we got enough to 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 do what we want to do, you know. But we've also got that backing from the people, you know, and that's the fans as well as the as well as the staff at the football club. It's going to touch on the fans because we've also been asking um, everyone about return of fans, which is you know on everyone's mm-hmm. minds at the, at the moment. How, from a, from a kind of technical and tactical point of view, how might that change how we approach games or, or how we're able to play in games having full stadium again? Not just at the Den, but away yeah. games as well. Well, we, we've spoke about it from a psychological point of view, you know, with the players, because, because again, it's, it's really hard that you almost get used to not playing with fans there. But I think... You know, as is with the with the Millwall fans' reputation, there's been certain periods in games where we've all been sat there on the bench, and it's like you know, if there was fans there, like they might have just pushed us over the line there. So I think we went through a, a spell of games where we were drawing quite a few games, you know, and not making excuses, but there was certainly that feeling within the staff and and the for the playing staff, you know, like if the fans had been here, you know, like we might have just turned one of those draws into a win, and you know, they might have pushed us over the lines to to get a goal. We've we've seen it, we've seen it when we had fans of that short period of time when we first joined you know like I think back to like Charlton at Charlton, home yeah. you know like when, when Smudge scores scores the winner you know you can almost feel that the fans are, are lifting the players on the pitch to, 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 to get them that winner so um, like I said the, the lads have spoke about it I think you've seen with certain clubs when they haven't had fans the negative impact it's had on them um, I think we've done well to, to, to have performed how we've performed but there's always been in the back of our mind you know what if fans had been here? You know, mm-hmm. we beat we beat Forest three 0 at the City Ground. Looks like we might just have a, a right good go at it. Obviously, COVID it. So then, before you know it, that momentum's probably lost a bit yeah, because, yeah. you know, if we'd have gone back to the Den the game after that, you know, with the belief that we had in the dressing room and the belief that we'd have been getting from the stands, you know, things might have been different. But, you know, you can say Sheffield United have probably suffered a similar way, you know, in in terms of not having that that support there. But no, certain certainly we've missed missed having that noise and I think when the when the fans came back for a couple of games even just hearing during the warm-up just having that buzz of, of people you know I think that's uh, that's something that the lads are really looking forward to and we are as as, as staff as well not the place for a gentle Sunday afternoon stroll not a place for the faint-hearted what a goal that is that is one of the greatest goals you will ever see this is a ground, a place, an atmosphere to be feared. Gregory stretching. Morrison's there! Webster. Oh, he's got it through to Cummings. Can he finish? Oh, he can! Incredible! Millwall have only won it! There is a pot of gold under the Wembley arch, and it belongs to Millwall. 
This is Wall Talk.